into another 30 Minutes of Hell podcast brought to you by Feel the 68 Network. I'm joined by Guy Whitney. Started as a walk-on. Now he is the legend, starter, Arkansas Razorbacks, and my brother, Richie B. What's up? Also hey. the legend. How's it going? You might you see, see Richie B. Every high school back there. Everett High School back there for sure. Uh, Up top. Fellas, appreciate you guys for, uh, for joining me. We're going to get into a little bit of the Hogs recap right now. They're currently in the non-conference, as we know. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, how they've done so far, how you project it. And, uh, Guy, I got to start off by saying, for all Razorback fans, this week, first of all, is the Brandon Burlesworth uh, Burlesworth Trophy being given out. Yeah. To the best college football player, started out as a walk-on yeah. and earned a scholarship and the best college football player. Right now, we have a Razorback football player that is uh, up for the award. You, my friend, are amongst the greatest in Razorback history that has been able, when you started 95, walked on the team, not only did you earn a scholarship, but you became not only a key contributor, but you became a starter. Hey, seven times. I didn't exactly become a starter. I played for Nolan Richardson, who started a lot of guys when he wanted to play jazz. Seven career starts. I appreciate you, Pat, but let's not get it twisted. I was not a starter. Gee, if you want to get pumped up, this is how you get pumped up, okay? Hey, is- there it is. He <laughs> broke out the deuce deuce. Okay. This is 97, okay? This is 97. All right. Mass shooter. So I, 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 know, uh, I know you appreciate that. And just to let everybody know that is listening, this right here, <laughs> you know what that is, Rich? From Gino. No, that is a brick Guy Whitney got from the, when they were knocking down the Boston oh, Garden. Oh, I thought Gino. It must have been Guy and Gino together because well, Gino took I'm me pretty out. sure Gino was in cahoots. Yeah. <laughs> Gino had already been there once, so he knew exactly wow. the construction guy that I was to give $5 to get the brick. <laughs> Some guy named Tito. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, let's give a quick uh, season update. The Hogs right now in non-conference play. As you guys know, they this week, as we're currently taping this, beat Kansas State in the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City. Going to be matched up against Cincinnati tonight. A lot of these non-conference games. Rich, you bet you you've been on the road with me and Guy, uh, and see this. But I feel that these non-conference games on neutral sites are so very important because. It gives you almost a, a sense of what the tournament's going to be like, kind of prepares you in the neutral court. Half the crowd is for you, half is against you. Uh, in Kansas City, we had a lot of Razorback fans. Um, and and I, I think that is one thing that Coach Musselman has done a great job of is he can, he, he can get everybody on the must bus. He's just got that sort of charisma, and he understands the – the name of the game, and 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 it's a show. What guy? What 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 has been your impressions of him uh, since oh, he's man. taken over? Hey, I'm gonna. I mean, we might as well get it out of the way. Obviously, 
I'm a Mike Anderson guy forever because not only was that I grow up with him as the assistant coach, but he became my assistant coach. So I was really hurt when he got let go. And I was a little fussy at first, but there's no, there's no not getting on the must bus. I mean, he's right. just, he is such a showman. He's a social media wizard and his energy and his, I mean, you can tell he's a coach's son. I am in love with the choreographed warmups. I wish we would have had that. I love it. It makes me want to go to a game. <laughs> I, I, I'm, on, I'm on board. I, I, I love him. And uh, his team to me looks like a team that they like each other. They pick each other up. They're unselfish. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. And so for, for our Razorback fans, Guy Whitney started out. Of course, he made his name Bentonville High School, matching up against Colas Big Nasty when he was at Russellville. Uh, but you went to Lions College first yeah, for a year. The year, they, the year they won the national championship was my freshman year of college. And I had gone, I'd taken a scholarship to an NAIA school. It was called Arkansas College then. It's called Lion now. And um, I don't know why I didn't think to walk on out of high school. That never occurred to me. Right. It wasn't as big then, guy. It wasn't as big of a thing then. Well, I think. People were doing it, but not how, it, it's not structured the way it is now. True, but there were walk-ons in, in just one calendar year later, I gave up that scholarship just to go try. And I think in high school, it's like, you know, you want to get a scholarship no matter where it is, just because, you know, to compete with the other guys in your high school, like, oh, you got a baseball scholarship? I got a basketball scholarship. And I think I just like signed with Lion College. It did not go well. I was, I didn't like the style of play. And on their national championship run, it was spring break and me and a buddy from Bentonville, Lee Mahan, drove down to Dallas to watch them play that game against Michigan in the Elite Eight. Bill Clinton was there. I had never seen such a, it was, I mean, it was like, it was awesome. 1994 is, is just yeah. special to any Arkansan. And uh, yeah, so by the next fall, I had walked onto the team somehow. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they embraced you. And you, Coach Moss, he, 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 there you go. Is that the final, the final four thing? Coach, yeah. Coach Moss is, he has cornered the market on transfers. And there's a lot of coaches who are good at it now. And Rich, RB2 went to seven colleges. He got. Yeah. He I played at seven. It did not okay? go to seven. Seven. Is that seven? If, if, seven listen, colleges he played listen, at. Listen, it was only on the advice of Patrick Bradley that I transferred. <laughs> and he said, listen, you only do it once. You might as well be happy. He, hey, guy, he went to more colleges uh, than I changed underwear. In that yeah. same time period, okay? In that same time period. Oh, I believe that, I believe. <laughs> I mean, I capped out at five. You know, that was midway through my senior year, okay? I, I remember there was a couple weeks where you were thinking about coming down south. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was. He was going to try to, yeah, he was going to walk He was going to walk on. I, I think there was a clerical quagmire and he decided. To... Well, that was the thing. I needed to, um, I needed to get some core classes to to transfer yeah and i actually ended up playing at that at that school that i went to to get the core class that was bunker hill um right. but what solidified my spot to walk on in the 
in the spirit of Guy Whitney was um, Hooper Hall challenged me to a one-on-one on Nolan's Ranch one day. Yeah, Antoine Hall. And we went at it, and I remember looking over, and I just remember Coach A sitting at the picnic table watching us taking notes. <laughs> Always recruiting. <laughs> and Hooper Hall did call a bunch of fouls that were clean strips, by the way, just for the record. Funny, I remember that cookout. I remember exactly what you're talking about. I remember well, people going 70 miles an hour on four-wheelers. Ooh, man. Yeah. Yeah, those are, that, that was that's fun. when – Going back to Coach Richardson, would do all the cooking, right, with the, with the ribs, and he had the big hamburgers. Well, no hamburgers the size of maybe the size of my weight belt. Yeah. Oh, you still got that? Yes, sir. Thanks to Cadello. Cadello weight belts out of Everett, Mass. Uh, right. So, Coach, remember he had a spray bottle, and he would spray the hamburgers. I asked him, what's in it one day? He said, it's wine. I said, no yeah. wonder why everybody loves those, loves those burgers. Nolly burger. Few observations, fellas. I know you guys have been watching the Razorbacks. Yes, the sir. unique The unique thing about it is if you watch last year's team, you only remember three guys because everyone else is new to this year's team. And that's the challenge is for not only fans, but for me. Guys, let me give you a quick example. The starting point guard for Missouri last year is a starting point guard for LSU this year. The starting point Ooh. guard for Georgia last year is the starting guard for Auburn this year. I'll hey, give you another hey. one. When the Razorbacks play Cincinnati, they're going to be facing a four-year record-setting six-foot-eleven player that played at Mississippi State. He's now playing for Cincinnati. So – we're all trying to learn what's going on up and down. So a few yeah. of the, the players, I'm going to, I'm going to call them out. I'm going to say a few things about them. If you guys want to talk about them, go ahead. Because I think there's a few uh, similarities to some of the former Razorbacks. I want to start with Jalen Williams. This kid's six foot 10, soft touch. Now I'm going to describe him, how he plays. And you guys see if you can't figure out what I'm thinking of a, of a comparable player. 6'11", soft hands, great vision. He's the best passer on the team. He gets every rebound at 6'11". I mean, he throws any kind of pass you want. That's right, guy. You made it. Who's the, the comparison I'm thinking of? Sound like you just uh, described Big O. The Big O, exactly. Good. This kid's special, man. I'm, so when Coach Muss really got fortunate, with Jalen Williams and Devontae Davis, Devo Davis, yeah. who is 6'4", Rich. This kid's 6'4". His wingspan is about seven feet. These two don't care if they I shoot. feel like he might even grow. I feel like he could end up being a couple inches taller by the time he leaves. And, and I see this kid because he doesn't care if he scores. He doesn't care if he even shoots. I see him as going way back, Alvin Robertson. I see and him and as Clint McDaniel. And he's from Arkansas. Is Arkansas get Jacksonville? I love you are you Razorbacks from far off places, but damn, do I love me an Arkansan on the <laughs> Hey, Jalen Williams, Fort Smith, Devo Davis, Jacksonville. Yes. So Connor Vanover, right there in Little Rock. We'll get to Connor, big Connor Vanover, who's a he truly a unicorn at seven foot three, um, and and he can shoot a soft touch. As a matter of fact, we play with a guy. 
uh, you played a year with Jason Jennings, right, guys? Yeah, freshman year. Yeah. Freshman year. So Jason Jennings had a great touch. Matter of fact, one of the purest shooters we had on our team. Yeah, he had a great at touch. seven feet. Uh, so Connor kind of gives me uh, a little bit of that, and then the other kid that's gonna probably he's gonna lead the SEC in scoring this year, JD Note. That mm -hmm. kid Note, he is he can get you in the post. Shoot it off the dribble. Yeah, he looks he looks more confident, more in control too. And I think like last year, you watched Coach Muss draw up great plays for Moses Moody because he knew Moses Moody was that type of basketball player that he could get the get where he needed to get to score. And I think JD notes the same thing. So I think he's gonna ride him and I think he's gonna deliver. He's gonna have some off games, but I I, I do think he's gonna deliver. Uh so you know, JD is sort of in a more, he's not a real point guard. He's a scoring guard. Yeah. Uh, very valuable. So this maybe like a lot of comparisons that go into that. I'll never throw the Lee Mayberry comparison out there because he's the greatest point guard. I love Kareem Reed, of course, my guy. But right. Lee is would be probably number one on the list, right? I mean, I got to go Kareem on B or one A. I don't know. I just watched Guy Whitney's uh, Kareem recap. So I don't know that you can put another Arkansas point guard ahead of him. Man, Kareem, he was number one. He was one. I love. He was pure Reed. instinct. He was man. Self, he was self, tough. Self. If you were in the eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade, like I was when Lee Mayberry was starting for four glorious years, <laughs> there is only one Lee Mayberry. I mean, this dude could shoot threes and dunk on people. Right. Yeah. 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 He, he had, he, that was, I think what he was the epitome of, I'm going to facilitate if yeah. things break down. Like, of course, the, that, that big shot against Texas, things broke down at the end of the game, pulls up for 25 foot three between the legs, between the legs, pull up. That, that's my number two Razorback moment ever. It's that one after Scotty Thurman shot. It's the Lee Mayberry, Texas shot. So let me ask you guys. With Texas and Oklahoma just announced coming to the SEC, for guys like me and Rich, it's uh, maybe doesn't have the impact oh, it does for you. Oh yeah, I'm particularly the Texas uh, matchup is for sure. I mean, it, there was nothing bigger than that when we were kids, Our, oh, Arkansas and Texas, and I'm so glad they're going to be back in the in the conference, and I hope we just demolish them every time we play them. I still hate them. <laughs> Gee, the, the other thing, too, is have you been able to keep up with a lot of – you are known, and those that are watching that follow you on Twitter and us on Twitter, you've been able to keep up with filming all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Have you been keeping up with now that these schools have really their own – basketball specific and sports specific video departments yes. and that are doing what you were doing 25 years ago well i know i just watched something with uh texas a&m has their own it's called i forget what it's called um yeah, it's all the roots oh, it's yeah. called the roots because that's the like roots. what his no it might not be texas a&m it's another school it's an sec school but it's called the roots but and that's like our, the our coach is probably three steps ahead of everyone else on what this is. Like, I, 
Coach Muss has probably already thought of something that we haven't even thought of yet. Like there's a TV show called the Arkansas Razorbacks on Amazon three years from now or something. <laughs> this guy is, he's a, he's ahead of us. One thing he's done, he, he likes to take famous basketball photos uh, and he, he puts himself in it with, with players. So like, you remember the Manute Bowl, Muggsy Bogues? All that picture. Yeah, that was good. Well, he does one with Connor Vanover, and he's like, you know, Bugsy and Connor's at. I would love, Coach Muss, if you're listening, do it with great Razorback moments. Guy Whitney, dunking on Mamadou Njai. Yeah, yeah. I like where your head's at, Pat. I like where your head's at. 98, Auburn. That's right. That was, uh, that was your senior night, too. That was the last points I ever scored in Bud Walton was wow. when, when I dunked on Mamadou Njai's entire family. <laughs> the whole, no, they shut, I, I think the game was, I, I think it was over at that point. There's no doubt about it. They had to end it because I tore the rim off the backboard. <laughs> what, just um, cut the lights. They cut the lights and everybody left by flashlight. That was it. Yeah. Geek. So what what your you were around the national championship team. You watched the run last year with the Elite Eight. I know it was kind of tough. Um, no one could get to any games and and we're just really watching on television. But did you see any any similarities from being around the championship team with how these guys either played or something that you may be caught that that how they carried themselves or what they said? You mean last year's team? Last year, because they had that great, you know, the great Elite Eight run and Elite Eight. Yeah. So, it, well, to tell you the truth, no, it didn't even occur to me. I was just so happy to see them going further. But at this point, in my mind, before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up for Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, it's more secure, and it's more reliable. Now that basketball season is tipping off, get in on the action at betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And while I got you here, Let's talk about the Field of 68 Media Network, where college basketball matters most all year round. This is a digital media and podcast network that we've been building over the course of the last year. We have shows hosted by some of your favorite players covering the program that they love the most. AJ Guyton hosts the House of Hoosier. Eric Devendorf covers Syracuse on the scorer's table. Dan Dickow hosts the Gonzaga Bulldog broadcast. We have Florida's Patrick Young and Duke's Andre Dawkins, and North Carolina's Shimon Williams, and Michigan's Stu Douglas, and Illinois' Deion Thomas. The list goes on and on and on. We have more than 30 shows right now. So hit the links below and check them all out. And while you're at it, make sure that you go check out the Field of 12 Media Network, your home for college football. I probably remember the national championship team even better than they were, because they're gods to me now. And they made us so happy for all, like they just had all these 
like Alex Dillard, you know, he was like 26 years old his senior year. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like built in folklore at the time that right. last year didn't even occur to me. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking, I, you know what, it, what it reminded me of was I remember how excited and happy the whole state of Arkansas gets when something like this happens. And sure enough, when they made it to the elite eight, my phone started blowing up. I think a lot of people started texting everybody and, and the texts were all like, do you remember this? Like, this is so fun. And like, you were hearing from people that you hadn't heard from since the nineties and that's what was, that's what's so special about the Razorbacks and when they're successful is that it actually affects the whole state in ways you can never quantify. It affects marriages. It affects businesses. It's a really big deal when yeah. we get that far. And uh, that's what I was reminding me of. Like I was up here in Manhattan when that was happening, but I was thinking, man, I wish I was on Dixon watching this. <laughs> it, 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 it really changes it gets people's jobs and you know I me mean, i'm in the radio tv business now and it it's night and day when when they are successful and the thing is you know i fight this battle too it's it's one thing you know coach moss was able to put his stamp on the program however it wasn't you know we were the program was still competing and it, it was at a high level and it was just you don't know how many times i heard it's been 20 years since they've been to the Sweet 16. It's been 25 years since they've been to the Sweet 16. So we just couldn't break through. Got to the second round, second round, second round, couldn't break through. And, and they did it in a big way. And now it's about maintaining that. Yeah. And it was one thing that with this whole, it's, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic. Like you want to have, you want to get old and stay old, right? That's one of the, one of the things you hear coaches say. We want to get old. We want to stay old. We want veterans, yeah. guys who've been there, guys I can relate to. That's what I and like yeah. about Chris Likes. He's got, he's got like, you can tell Chris Likes is a fifth-year senior. And I, when I watch him, I'm like, he's going to have a moment next March. Yeah, so he's ready. Chris Likes is just going to have a moment. It might That's, be one oh, day yeah. before it's like 30. But I'm saying it now. <laughs> oh, there's no question. Well, Pat, and Pat, to your point, I think that is the similarity between last year's team, this year's team, and that national championship team is, you know, these guys, they're, they're very consistent. They're not playing like kids. None right. of these must teams play like kids. They're consistent. They're out there to do a job. That's how those old Arkansas teams were. They and weren't making kid mistakes. They were out there consistently right. every night playing like grown men, playing grown men. And that's right. how Musselman's teams are. Now, what, you want to know the similarity, see, though, Rich? Real quick, yep. the similarity. Coach Richardson was known, one of the few early on, for building through the junior college ranks. Corey Beck, Dwight Stewart, uh, a lot of I guys. I think it, it has a lot to do with the coach too, Pat. You know, these are, you these are coaches. That. Yeah, these are coaches that are, you know, I don't know, they, just the way they coach, they're not yelling every play when a guy takes a step left, step right. You know, it's almost like their players know certain things that they need to do. You know, there's just not a lot of, you know, it's like the first time you ever went to an NBA game. You're surprised at how smooth and clean it is. That's and true. That's how that's I feel I'm, like. <laughs> watch NBA. No, that's, you know, it's, it's yeah. you know, it looks so frantic sometimes, college basketball, but not these older Arkansas teams, not the national championship team. It wasn't like a frantic look. It was 40 minutes of hell, Those dudes but so they weren't out of control. They weren't just running around aimlessly. 
And that's how these muscle men teams are. I mean, you'll see a guy, you know, Devo Davis. Um, I saw a couple guys do it last night. They get the rebound and they'll just attack and keep the pressure on the defense and take it right to the hole if they can. Well, you know, listen, all under control. Listen to this stat. So Coach Musselman, his goal is each game, 200 passes, right? Yes. 200 passes. And I've always said the two greatest passing teams I have ever seen in college basketball was uh, Lee Mayberry, Todd Day, Oliver Miller's team. You pick any year. You can pick 90. You can pick 91, whichever one it was. And then the national championship group was amongst the greatest passing team I have ever seen. So in that vein, that that is where a lot of that success comes from. Yes, they do got good one-on-one players, but I think when you kind of break it down to like like what you're saying, like you know that you, they're good and you know what it is, and that's where analytics comes in. It just sort of um, it, it it lets you understand that what you're already seeing is is really it makes sense. Yeah, and and they're not, and you know, plus on top of that, you got a couple of real scorers coming off the bench with likes Chris, and yeah, Chris um, comes off the bench. And he, uh, what's his name? Stanley. Um, how do you say it? He's he, Stanley, he's another Pat, one that's going to find his rhythm. He's a talented no, guy. But they, these guys are coming off the bench, Pat. These are starters in most programs. Yeah. You know, oh, they, they're coming they off starters. the bench. No, yeah. that's what, but I'm saying, and you know, so you have that. Um, there's just like the, they have a comp, they have a maturity. Now, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't see where they filled the hole with their shooting last year. And that's going to be a real concern. And I got to say, tonight is going to be a big test because Cincinnati smacked down a, a pretty good team last night. They got a chip on their shoulder, too. I don't and, they, and, you know, Arkansas was lucky that um, Kansas State shot three for 22 last night as well. That would have yeah. been a different game if Kansas State hit a few more threes. Well, they were all for 10 in the first half, yeah. You know, so I, I, I see very similar team to last year, which, you know, almost a given if they chart this course, they're going to go deep. But uh, do they have what it takes to get over the hump? Can you win in college basketball without hitting threes? Can you? I think what I see on a, on a Coach Must team is a team that will have a tendency to peak at the right time. Pat. During our years at the, with the Razorbacks, we always peaked too early. Hey. We always came out and were smashing people by 50 all through December. And January, <laughs> we were still killing. We were 20 and 3 at one point. And then we're just like. I always peaked in the summertime. Good point, guys. Like, hey, Gee. We didn't have, we ran out of steam or something. Remember? What? 98. We're in first place. Uno. Yeah place yeah we, lose, we proceed to lose four out of like our last four out of five and coach Richardson road games we lost we had coach, we practically had the rings on our fingers already ordered and then we lost our last four road games i'm i'm over it <laughs> hey i remember coach Richardson sitting in the in the locker room saying damn y'all just petered out just as it's simple as that y'all just Painted out. <laughs> and that's what happened. But I think my point is, I think we're gonna we're gonna lose a little this year. Right. In December. In 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 January and February, and we're just gonna peak at the right time. Fellas, check this out. 
on the SEC guy, to your point, right? Yes. I think that that's the key is to have your team peak in physically, mentally. I mean, we were, it's very easy to be drained mentally, emotionally. I mean, my legs were numb by March, literally numb. Right. So I've got, <laughs> I've got videotape Pat of us in conference games. The game's like tied. We're 20 and three in the body language on the bench. It looks like we're getting beat by 40. <laughs> right. Yeah. The game is tied. And I'm just like, what's going on mentally with, with our team. Right. And I think, and it's, it's basketball, a basket, college basketball season is a lifetime. It is such a grind. And when you are in it, it feels like forever. And no matter yeah. how much you love basketball, you need help maintaining the mental edge for that long. And that's what I think is kind of the secret sauce of Mus. Yeah. And, and he understands that. Don't forget, guys, his CBA, he was head coach of two different NBA teams, head coach in the CBA. And as a matter of fact, I believe he broke a CBA record, his first head coaching job. He set a record with the most trades. He had like 30 trades in like within a span of a week. So just, just the, the warm-up style alone infuses yeah. so much fun in playing basketball that when right. you're working that hard and you also remember that this is fun, man, you can do some special things. <laughs> some special things and that listen i agree i agree they're going to be there i see because like i said they're very consistent they're very businesslike they don't make a lot of mistakes there's always three people around a defensive rebound which is huge that's big um but answer my question the shooting has the shooting been upgraded um and you look at the team say. look at the teams well look at the teams last year that went to the elite eight in the final four right. and then the teams that eventually won it look at how those teams shot that that's my point is can you win and do they so, did they upgrade that i'm not seeing it yet last last year i thought that they were there there were games where they only made not even a handful of three point shots however in those games they were able to get the free throw line and, and make 20 25 free throws so i think this year one thing we can do is shoot free throws this team yeah Get to the free throw line, shoot free throw is going to be huge. I, I, I do think, so to your point with three-point shooting, Note, knockdown, Chris Likes, knockdown shooter. Now you have sort of, I don't know where these guys are. Devo Davis, an improved shooter. Jalen Williams can stretch a defense. Connor Vanover can stretch a defense. Stanley Amude, Audis Tony, who's I call the junkyard dog. So, to your point, they can, but that's that streakiness factor or that consistency. I think you right. said it, Rich. We're missing. Wait, is that Harlem? Is that the Harlem uh, whistle? <laughs> yeah, that's man. They're not coming from me, though. I'm, I'm hey. What's that? Dennis served in Harlem, baby. What's up? Hey, is that, that's, that's the uh, Harlem alarm clock over there. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing this team doesn't have is anything close to a Pat Bradley. And we, we could use that, man. If we had that, if we had that, it would well, like and, and that just somebody you know, and not because it's me, but yeah, that, that guy that's going to get you 40%, 45%. Yeah. Going to make three. Like you can count him for three. 
makes a game. That. Yeah, that that spot up shooting right. is a little. You're right. Well, though, and it's in a, in a buster. You know, you need you need someone who can hurt the other team, break the other team. Right. That's consistent enough where they can't play certain defenses, and that that's what I said. I mean, this is a complete Arkansas team. I mean, you know, they got you know everybody is a guard on this team. Six five, six six, six seven. They're all guards. You know, they could a bunch of them play inside and out. Right. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. got great hands. They defend. Um, so many good things. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, you know, you got to make some big shots. And um, that that hurt them last year. And that's what I was looking for this year so far. And, you know, I, I'm hoping, you know, that there is going to be a couple people. Because, you know, you do need sometimes more than one. You know, you need a couple. Um, oh, of course. Somebody right now on the bench that's just one couple switches away from blooming in. <laughs> I know. What was it, Pat? The 10th game, right? It, what the 10th game of your freshman year no that's when that, you broke in that's when you oh, broke what? into the starting lineup it didn't seem like it well, took that long no that yeah, was jesse because pate. that was because well he was behind jesse pate jesse yeah. pate made rest in peace obviously we love jesse uh so, great great razorback uh jackson mississippi he's another guy, he's junior sure, college right? guy chipola chipola junior college yeah, wasn't he the national leading scorer when he came? He averaged like 35 a game, I thought, when he came him, to Arkansas. Him and Sunday out of bio, top five uh, uh, JC guys. Yeah. Son, uh, J- Jesse sure. had gotten, um, I don't know if it was an academic issue. He had to sit down, which opened the door for me, and then he came back, and, and well, so we kind of worked no, through it. The first time he had to sit down, he just broke curfew. Was like, that what it was? By like 20 minutes. Right? That's because we don't got no curfew in Florida, man. Uh, <laughs> he was basically not in the dorm at 10 20 and next thing you know pat bradley took your spot <laughs> <laughs> hey it happens that quick that's what happened to wally pip <laughs> that's right. Luke came in one day and that was that was that was a wrap no but jesse, jesse came back and he he played well but that's a sad what if story but yeah well that if oh, he's a great who, player man he could play he could play for those who don't remember the NCAA travesty, Jesse Pate, Sunday Adebayo, what they did to those two players is horrific. And oh, um, yeah, was... no one's ever been taken to task for that. And I'll say I, we got Sunday back eventually, but Sunday Adebayo in 1996 was the oh. most – athletic person I've ever seen like the way he could jump land and go back up real quick vertically yeah. with no step like it was unbelievable in my four years Sunday out of bio is the biggest what if if we had never lost him in 96 maybe we go maybe we beat UMass yeah it, with yeah. Jesse no, Payton Sunday out of bio yeah well that, that... in 97 those are those are some mature. All. Well, that was that was the thing. You know, UMass had that mature team. They UMass did. had did. that mature. But team. you know what they so, had, Rich? Let, let me tell you what they had. Marcus I was Candy. thinking, I was thinking about Candy. this. They had. <laughs> well, they had Marcus Camby. You you yeah. look at what separates, like a national championship team, Final Four team with a Sweet Sixteen run or. Even man, elite eight run, you gotta have that 
you got to have that 6'11", 6'10", wide block shots, run. Like, you got to have at least one or two of those guys. Like, Kentucky, right. that's why they always get a chance. Kentucky always has one or two of those guys. Duke always has one. Kansas always has. And, you know, Gonzaga now has those guys. Baylor had a couple of dudes like that, and they were guard heavy. So, right. we had all that. We had, we all had it all. We had that 96, well, and that's the thing. This... 98. But you know why it wasn't enough? We peaked too early, man. <laughs> Don't peter it out. What, Don't whatever peter it out. And you know what? What else? Uh, you know, they, say, they talk a lot now, like the most successful teams have the highest number of high fives. Like they're always touching. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Free throws. I mean, Steve Nash has piped it in. LeBron. And I'll bet, I've, I've said this before to you, I'll bet our high five count was pretty low in, in, in 1998. Yeah. All yeah, right, good point. You had dudes that sometimes would just leave you hanging on national television. No high five going on in the showers. So before I, I do, before we end, I want to get you guys' thoughts on a couple of things. I've obviously had my opinions on it. Name, image, likeness, the new NIL guy. I love it. Your thoughts on that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, Pat? <clears throat> People, Pat Bradley and me spent every dime we had in college going out to eat. It was our favorite thing. And every night before the game, either Pat would look at me and say it or I would look at him and say it. And we would repeat this thing that Nolan Richardson said one time. And it was, it's not the meal the day of, it's the meal the night before. And we <laughs> said this every night and we would go out to eat. We would just go hard. And if we would have had this thing, this arrangement, we could have arranged oh. have a free meal all over Fayetteville every night before a game. That would have been our, that, that would have been our, our deal. You didn't even have to pay us. Just pay us in wings. Just, that's it. That's it. Just Hugo's. That, oh, that's what we Man, spent all our money. Hugo's French fries, and it would have been pretty awesome. So I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for the guys. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I already saw some Applebee's commercial uh, from one of our football players. I think a couple days ago, and it's it's uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, Rich. <laughs> well, I actually um, I think it it's oh, really good because on it now you're gonna start hating. <laughs> No, I like it. I actually like it a lot. And I think, um, you know, there were a lot of kids struggling. I mean, there were kids that couldn't go home for Christmas because they couldn't afford a plane ticket. You know what and I mean? True. And it was, and no, no, I, trust me. I, everybody I'm knows sure multiple in your seven players. colleges you come across it. And for a lot of At these guys. two on every team. <laughs> for a lot of these, most of us, once, you're, once your college days are over, that's a wrap. And a couple years later, nobody wants to help you at all. So, man, if, if you only got four years in that uniform and those are the four years, man, capitalize on it. Right. You might, a small window. You might end up making right. your little business or something based on the money you earned while you were in that jersey. You know, that, that's <laughs> right. That's and and the, a lot of people were worried about this, but if someone has the money to sponsor athletes or an athletic program, they're usually smart enough to get that money. So they're smart enough to really not abuse that money. You know, they're going to give it to athletes that might that are going to represent them well and, you know, do certain things. I think people were worried about so much money being thrown around yes. to these kids, but that hasn't been the case. 
And college, you know, it's been pretty responsible. And this gives players, it's like added business school. Like you're starting to negotiate. Exactly. More life experience for you. It's more work experience for you. You know, I I was able to to do a podcast with Jalen Williams and Devo Davis. And I I had a, I had to tell them, I said, fellas, 20 years ago, we didn't have to work for that money. They just gave it to us on the side. You guys got to work. Joe, but it was bullshit because nobody gave us nothing. You got to work for it now, Zach. Well, show up at that dealership. I'm kidding, NCAA. I'm kidding, NCAA. Me and Pat tried to start a business called the Guy Whitney and Pat Bradley Long Care Service. That's amazing. It didn't work. It didn't work. Hey, Guy, how about this one? Oh, and hold there on. You go. I got to flip my camera. Oh, there you I go. Gotta flip. I, I didn't set it. I got to flip it next time. That's hey, you know what we had to do, though? Oh, there yeah. it is. Oh, man, that's bad. You know what we had to do? They wouldn't give us anything. We had to take it. See? Oh, no. Pat, what are you doing? <laughs> Pat, sorry. In Bud Walton Arena. There's a chair. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got three of them Follow here. Follow up, Shire. He knows something. <laughs> Three of them in uh, Florida. When was the last time you talked to Doug Lopshire, Pat? Man, it's been a while. Dougie Fresh, man. He took me fishing my first time ever been fishing. Bass, catfish. Doug Lopshire was one of the janitors of Bud Walton. Real swell guy. Yeah. Great guy. Great Hoppy guy. Free. Remember Hoppy Free? He was head of the Hoppy team. Free, the man. We had yeah, some great memories. Hoppy Free, wherever he is, the same for Doug Lopshire. Love them both. Hoppy Fellas. Lopshire. <laughs> You survived 30 minutes of hell, fellas. Is there anything you, you guys want to say that anything we forgot? We forgot a lot of stuff. I'm just happy to see you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's get a win tonight. St. John's also plays. Mm-hmm.